Almost there. We're getting close. Hi, right, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the BAMP Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lafferty, here with our ongoing series of IGDN Spotlights. Today, we're talking to John Luke from the Dungeons Key. How are you doing, sir? Not bad. Thanks so much, Mike, for having me. Oh, that's great. Um, you have to indulge me for just one second. I have a contractually mandated uh, musical intro that I have to play, so just one second. <laughs> And that little bit of musical intro assures you, gentle uh, viewer, that this is a high-quality, high-production-value podcast. Only the finest, ethically-sourced, geeky conversation for your podcast listening pleasure. Pleasure. So, um, John, Luke, um, we were talking about your new uh, your new project. And let me mention the URL real fast before I forget. Uh, tinyurl.com slash dwellersbog. Uh, this is for... Your new uh, Mork Borg adventure on Kickstarter right now. Um, That's right. Uh, Dwellers of the Bog. Let me start sharing some of this amazing art that you got for it. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about uh, about this book? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so Dwellers of the Bog is a uh, is a campaign module and adventure sandbox for Mork Borg. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's standalone in the sense that like it uh, you can use this campaign module alongside the Morkborg rules, um, and you don't need anything else. Um, and it's uh, the idea there is that it's uh, just kind of laying out the bare bones for a, a GM. You've got you know plot hooks and, and things like that, NPCs, you know, starting town, um, 11 different dungeons um, to explore in this sort of um, this bog. Um, but it actually also doubles as an expansion um, for um, one of the previous books that I'd written, which is another campaign module called Kavlov's Sanctuary. Um, and in Kavlov's Sanctuary, um, you know, there's sort of like the wilderness that you can explore. And the bog is one of the locations that you can explore there. So we actually, um, I've, I've taken um, just just one of those wilderness areas from Kavlov Sanctuary and blown it up into a completely um, separate book. Um, so you can use it either on its own, right? So it goes with the bog, you can just use it without Kavlov Sanctuary, but you can also use it alongside uh, Kavlov Sanctuary as well to have like an even larger and more immersive setting with, um, I think it's a total of 12 new classes for Morkborg and uh, 24 dungeons. So it's it kind of turning into this sort of like mega dungeon. Oh, wow. That, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, just scrolling through some of your art here. This is, this is some nice looking stuff. Um, Thank you. Can you tell me what, uh, what led you to choose Morkborg? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, I, I've been uh, kind of writing uh, content at home for, for my, for my group for, for years. And um yeah. We were playing a lot of, uh, you know, 4E and, and, then, and then 5E. And um, eventually, um, you know, after I want to say, you know, three years of a you know, kind of solid play, we uh, we decided to take a break. And I decided to try to explore new systems. And um, that's when I came across um, the Glass Cannon Network, uh, you know, a fantastic actual play, you know, uh, podcast and uh, and kind of network and they did a uh, kind of a, a small stint of, of Morkborg uh, like an actual play it was like three episodes and I, I loved everything that I heard I fell in love with the system and I also fell in love with the the theme just how easy it is but more importantly I think for me it um, Morkborg being so incredibly rules light um, is what made it incredibly easy to write for you know um, there are some games I wouldn't feel comfortable just picking up. I'll, I'll just throw mm-hmm. out, say, like Pathfinder, Second Edition, or something like that. That's incredibly mm-hmm. crunchy. You couldn't just pick it up without ever having, say, run a game and start mm-hmm. writing for it. But um, the Morkborg is so rules light that you can absolutely do that and feel very comfortable um, writing content for the game, even if you're, um, you know, you haven't played it a whole bunch. Um, 
so yeah, that's that's primarily one of the reasons why it's it's the setting, but also just how how easy they make it for you. Yeah, it's one of the cool things about some of the old school uh, Renaissance games is that you know um, with more of an emphasis on GM rulings and less on rules being codified yep. in the book, that kind of frees things up for creativity. I couldn't agree more. So that's pretty cool. Um, just scrolling through some of your art, and uh, I wanted to mention this um, this amazing old school map you got here. This is really a thing thank you. Yeah, uh, so I, I had um, so in Cadillac Sanctuary, I had a very similar map um, that was just um, you know a one A five slide, and this time around, I wanted to make it even even larger. Um, obviously, I've taken you know some inspiration from some of the old school you know OSR you know TSR style blue white maps, um, and uh, you know. Uh, both catalogs and dwellers, I can say, are, are heavily inspired by some of the early modules, the classic B2, Keep on the Borderlands and sort of style, you know, where everything is just kind of like self-contained, um, almost like a getting started. But I, I think I've done a little more more with it than, um, than they have, to some degree. Obviously, probably not as classic, but um, I think I've, I've done a good job with it so far. Yeah, it looks great. This takes me right back to uh, the early 80s when I was messing around with... Um... I want to say it was the basic box with my dad, but it might have been advanced D&D. So, mm -hmm. yeah, beautiful stuff. And uh, tell, me, tell me about this guy here. Um, well, without without revealing too many spoilers, what I will say is that this is the um, this is the Carrion Prince. Mm -hmm. um, so, so Dwellers of the Bog is. Um, uh, really a book about about the bog but but the lore behind it is that there are these sort of two brothers um you know Fenvin and Balbazur and so where Fenvin kind of grew up uh you know nurturing and caring for um you know all living things um eventually Balbazur was kind of like lured um into kind of the, the depths of dark magic and corruption by um you know by by sorcery and, and other kind of um uh, thing go goings on in in the in the bog and so forth. Um, so the Kieran Prince, uh, think of it as as um, I want to say like uh, Balbazur's number one, if you will. Um, okay. And so he um, he is doing all sorts of things in the bog. Um, and as you can see, he's you know kind of covered in this sort of ichor, um, and he's wearing this um, this uh, kind of uh, shard crown. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really neat things about some of the kind of choices I've made around some of these monsters. And so for instance, like he has like a kind of a set, if you've, you know, like set items. So he's got like two or three items that when all worn together, grant him, you know, really, really powerful abilities. Um, wow. So yeah, uh, the art is done by um, a, a gentleman uh, named Franklin Lima over wow. at Silix Art Studios. Um, he's someone I've been working with since, um, since June of last year to kind of get some of these illustrations done. He did the cover, he did all the interior art, um, except for the maps, uh, yeah. this is something that I've been working on. Um, and he's just been phenomenal to work with. Like, uh, I, 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 uh, the project wouldn't be um, what it is today without him, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of, oh yeah, here's some of the, like I said, there's a lot of cool art in here. Like, um, I don't know how to describe this for the people who are just gonna be listening over iTunes. But, um, <laughs> Let's let's say a, a reclining uh, whimsical demon on a huge toadstool. Is that uh, the close? That that that's that's you nailed it. <laughs> Actually, yeah. this is a uh, this is a dream eater, um, mm -hmm. and so uh, you can you can imagine that perhaps these spores might lull uh, lull unsuspecting adventurers to sleep, where they would uh, they would proceed to uh, to devour your dreams. Um, so 
Sort of, uh, sort of reminiscent of a horribly evil, evil version of the Chester Cat from uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I forget. There was the um, uh, a movie by Guillermo del Toro, I think, um, with that monster with the eyes and the hands as well. Pan's oh, Labyrinth. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah and so uh, I don't want to say that I've taken inspiration from from Pan's Labyrinth specifically, but um, yeah, Alice in Wonderland, Pan's Labyrinth. These are the kinds of things that I was thinking of when I was um, when I'm you know kind of writing these monsters for sure. Oh. I understand. So that's kind of the tone we've got. Oh, look at this guy. Tell me about uh, about uh, Grizzly Adams here. What's going on with this guy? <laughs> yeah, um, you know this is a this is a character who who looks like um, uh, like like he's straight out of uh, Jumanji. I, I think a little. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, this this is actually um, uh, the the only illustration of Fenven in the book. Um, so Ooh. this is uh, this is the the the, the do-gooder, the, the the brother um, that is now trapped inside of his druidic grove. Um, so uh, he he went into the bog to, to save his brother and, uh, and and wasn't able to. And in fact, the bog now is not only um, expanding outwards into the world and sort of terraforming the world as we know it, but um, he's kind of thrown up this grove, like right in the center of the bog, um, and he's struggling to prevent the bog from encroaching and, and, and kind of taking over. Um, so he is he is trapped there, um, you know, living out his, his days, um, hoping that, you know, perhaps his brother might, might find um, some mercy on him. But uh, so far to no avail, who knows? That's pretty cool. Here's the cover, going for that old school look. Very, very cool. Yeah. So this looks great. Um, let's take a look at your Kickstarter page. Uh, oh, wow. There's a big graphic. Funded in under three hours. And I um, wanted to mention that because you guys have blown through your funding goal, and now you are knocking out stretch yep. goals, I imagine. Uh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, we just knocked we just knocked off the fifth stretch goal today. Um, I mean, uh, I don't know what to say, frankly. Like um, the community has just been, um, you know, incredibly supportive of my work um, on Kickstarter. This is my my third Kickstarter. Um, I've had a lot of really good success um, on Drive Through RPG as well. And so I'll, I'll, I want to maybe try to attribute some of the success that I'm seeing here with having you know a relatively large mailing list. You know, um, you know, I'm because this is not only a standalone book, it's also doubling as an expansion for um, a book I'd previously written. There, you know, I think it, that, that helps sort of generate some of the buzz. Um, so yeah, so we've knocked off a few stretch goals. Um, you can see them here. Obviously, one of the first things I wanted to do was make sure that I could give, uh, I could give Franklin a, a kind of a tip, you know, a bonus. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, I don't get me wrong. I mean, Franklin has been uh, paid fairly uh, up until now. And, uh, but like I said, I, I, I do believe that he went above and beyond know what was asked of him and he was incredibly fair and I wanted to, to do more for him. And so I'm glad that we were able to do that. And then from there, you know, obviously having like a bog themed poster, you know, um, whether that's the, the blue white map, um, mm -hmm. you know, for, for folks to use at the table. I mean, having kind of those accessories at the, at the table always feels really, really great. Um, we just knocked out, we knocked out the uh, Dwellers soundtrack. I did a four minute loopable ambient soundtrack sort of inspired by the bog. So you can hear, you know, frogs, you know, croaking in the background, crows, wind, um, as well as some kind of eerie, um, uh, kind of like string instruments and, uh, you know, hand drums among other things, um, which was great. Um, I worked with a composer who also made a two hour loopable version, right? So folks mm -hmm. will be able to kind of just play this on a loop and not have to worry about, you know, setting something on replay and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Then we knocked off, uh, a, a Dwellers character sheet and, uh, 
Uh, I wish I, I, I'm working with Franklin right now on the design and mm -hmm. it's looking amazing. Um, I wish I had something that I could share with you and, uh, and, you know, for the, for the rest of the folks who are going to be watching this, because um, it's, it's look, it's looking awesome. And then finally, the last stretch goal we just unlocked two additional soundtracks, which I'm super excited for, you know, maybe something a bit more uh, mm -hmm. grungy, maybe more melodic, um, maybe he some heavy metal in there to kind of uh, loop in the, you know, Morkborg theme. And then um, obviously we've got a couple other things uh, on the, on the roadmap as well. So if we can even reach that $10,000 goal, um, mm -hmm. you know, I'd love to do VTT integration either for World 20 or, mm -hmm. uh, or, or Foundry as well. So one of the, one nice. of the yeah. Um and BTT is huge these days, so I can understand wanting to do that. But um, yeah, you guys look like you have a good chance of making it. We're at uh, 6,200 uh, out of your 1,400 goal, and six days left to go. And usually you get a nice big spike towards the end. So I'd say yeah, that's right. Yeah, the the, four, the last the last sort of 48 hours, um, you know, you can usually get it. And of course, the stretch goals are all in, in Canadian dollars, right? So um, oh, yeah. we're 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 actually quite a bit closer than that, right? So we're at you know a little over eight uh, eight thousand now. So. Oh, I yeah, forgive me. I'm sorry. I, I forgot about the exchange rate. So that's yeah, that's right. So <laughs> it always looks like a lot less than uh, Canadian dollars not faring so well these days. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. Apologies. I saw dollars. I should have looked at the CAD and realized what we were talking about. Yeah, I know. It's and that's why I, I intentionally, you know, put on the Kickstarter, you know, a little small Canadian flag and, and just reminding folks that the, the prices are in Canadian dollars, right? So for our international customers or for anyone else, just just make sure that they get that it's not <laughs> uh, say 70 usd for for the for the full collection it's, it's considerably less ah cool cool um well this looks really impressive i i wish you guys the best look i love the idea of the soundtrack i played around with those myself I, it's from a creator's point of view it's you know it's a lot of fun for me because it's another another aspect of the play world bringing to life for the players yeah and you know also it's just it's kind of cool to have one more thing you can throw into the kickstarter yeah, absolutely. And one thing I'm actually currently um, sort of investing in as well is um, so we're having this, this sort of the the one of the stretch goals I mentioned was the character sheet, right? So a digital character sheet, you know, unlocked for everyone. Um, I'd love to do um, some 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 notepads, right? Get some notepads printed and 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 throw that on as an add-on. You know, not even really to make a buck, but just because I think it's you know people, people want to purchase these things it's just another thing to have at the table um you know to kind of bring the immersion a little bit i think that that's a lot of fun right so um yeah I think that'd be really cool yeah i absolutely agree um it's very tempting right i mean dice uh, dice bags there's all kinds of branded stuff you can oh yeah with. yeah uh, we were we actually funny enough i was kind of talking about that um yeah, with uh, you know, with with the members of with other members of the IGDN, um, you know, in, in our in our kind of the Discord channel, um, and you know, if, if there's one thing that I I you know I'm I'm really excited for as being a member of the IGDN is being able to reach out to members and ask these kinds of questions because, um, you know, talking about like, well, should I do dice? Shouldn't I, you know, what kind of add-ons should I be looking at? You know, I want to explore, you know, growing the brand, growing the business, but, um, you know, being able to, to kind of bounce, um, ideas off the of folks who have already done it, um, helps me a lot, um, in terms of like, you know, um, Maybe maybe reducing the risk a little bit for myself, mm -hmm. getting involved in some of these things because I, I've got a lot of folks I can speak to that are um, that have ton, tons of experience working on this stuff as well. So I'm I'm incredibly thankful for all the uh, for all the members of the IGDN um, who who helped me with all my questions because I'd like to you know at least attribute some of the success of this Kickstarter to them as well, right? Because I've asked I've 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 leaned on the community a lot um, uh, over the last um, several months just to kind of work on this sort of stuff as well. So. 
I should really spend some some more time on the Discord. There is all there is a lot of wisdom there, and uh, for people who are listening who are publishing, the indie indie game developer network is a great group you can join, and there's like I said a wealth of knowledge, people you can talk to in the Discord, and there's a lot of perks um, beyond that, such as con representation, um, and um, yeah, just a lot of cool stuff there. It's it's really worth checking out. Um, yeah. Now, the conventional wisdom I always heard about swag like dice and t-shirts and other stuff was to be really, really careful, especially with shipping prices being as unpredictable yep. as they can be. But, uh, I know Fred Hicks of Evil Hat used to say swag kills back in the day. I don't think conventional wisdom has changed on that, but I've always been really leery of going down that route just for that reason. It's it's one of those things where, you know, I think you see these sort of like, you know, million dollar, you know, crowdfunding campaigns and, you know, they all have like, you know, tons and tons of these sort of add-ons and things like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's alluring, you know, not, not as, as a, as a publisher, you know, you, you know, you're, you're looking at the numbers and, but also as a player, as a GM, you know, it's, these are kind of cool. You can personalize your campaign, uh, immortalize it, you know, in dice and shirts and all these other things. But to your point, um, it's um, it, it can be quite fickle as well in that you could, you know, you could lose money um, on, on some of these things as well. So you got to be kind of careful. And that's why, you know, things like notepads and things like that, um, soundtracks, at least I think are, um, are, although maybe a little bit safer, I think that it's just it's, it's a lot of fun and it allows me to kind of deliver a little bit of something to the to the backers while also you know not not uh taking any massive risks as well for the campaign yeah and, and digital delivery makes you don't have to go to the post office and uh write a check it makes everything a lot easier so yeah absolutely end of that so wait well, hey, um we're uh, just about out of time do we have any closing thoughts uh before we wrap things up um, no, no, honestly, um, I, for, again, Mike, I want to thank you again for, for having me. I think this was great. Um, you know, and I really appreciate everything that the, the IGDN has done, um, for me and for everyone. And obviously we met through the IGDN, um, and I, I really appreciate all that you do for us as well by having us on. I listened, for instance, to your, um, your recent, uh, interview with, uh, with James Kerr, who I'll actually be meeting up with in Toronto for Breakout 24. So if anybody's around Breakout 2024, um, James and I will, will both be there. Um, you know, I'll be, I'll be playing fun. some more. Borg, yeah, I'll be playing mm -hmm. some more Borg, and I'll be running some cyborg games as well. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so I've got, I think, five or six games scheduled. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, if anybody's uh, around, you know, stop on by, come say hi. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to meeting um, folks. Um, other than that, Mike, that's it. Thank you so much oh, for having cool. me. Can I ask you a quick more Borg question? Absolutely. So I played more Borg just a couple times. Um, seemed like a lot of fun. But cyborg is that just kind of like the cyberpunk take on more Borg, or is that something else? No, that that that's exactly right. So Cyborg is the uh, it's it's by Free League and the Stockholm Stockholm Cartel. Um, it's uh, Cy underscore Borg. Um, so it's based off of if you if you want, you know, it's another one of the Borg spinoffs. Um, except in this case, it's a, it's an official one. It's um, yeah, punk dystopian kind of uh, anti corpo um, setting and. Um, uh, they've added, I mean, obviously, you know, they've got firearms, they've added, um, you know, um, additional stats, you've got hacking and all sorts of things. Um, so it's another kind of rules light stab at, um, you know, cyberpunk, if you will. Um, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I just, I just finished playing um, the the back of the book, you know, one shot with, uh, with a group. And we had an absolute blast. So I'm looking forward to running more of it, because I want to kind of build my confidence up to be able to kind of write content for uh, for that in the future. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll check that out at some point. But uh, once again, good talking to you, John. 
or Jean-Luc, um, everyone out there, I appreciate you watching this. Once again, tinyurl.com slash dwellersbog. You can check out the Kickstarter. Today is February 15th. It's a good day to jump on the bandwagon because they are smashing through stretch goals like the Kool-Aid man coming through a wall of a thirsty person and in, in TV in the 80s. Um, so <laughs> To go with the map, I, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, to go with the map. So it looks great. Uh, just going to check it out. Um, thanks for checking us out here on the Band Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, Mike. Okay. Hey, no worries. There's an 